Welcome back to the Talk and Chop podcast brought to you by the folks at Chief of Staff Kansas City. Um, well, folks, that was not the ending that we saw coming. Uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks had an incredible game plan and really took it to us. Uh, there's really no other way to explain it. I hate um, you, Tom Brady. Yeah. And uh, it took us a couple weeks to really mourn that heartbreaking loss. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't want to talk about it for the longest time. I still haven't gone back through and watched yeah. the the game again um yeah. like the last half was blurry um yeah. and then, yep. yeah I, I just don't want to ever mm. watch that again but um yeah. rather than dwell on the loss we're going to recap the full season look for some positives to take away mm-hmm. uh and talk about how we can get better to, uh for 2021 defending our afc title for the third straight year mm-hmm. um but first we're bringing you our positions of the week brought to you by chief of staff kansas city your local local trusted talent scouts we're a recruiting firm in brookside and we'll bring you the best accounting and finance admin, marketing, HR, operations, and sales talent that Kansas City has to offer. Lucas, what do you got for us this week? Yep, so Chiefs didn't get the outcome we wanted, but my God, is this job market the hottest we've ever seen. It's the hottest I've ever seen since I've been in the industry, which which has only been for two seconds. But to regurgitate what our president has said, he said the last five, six years, it's the hottest it's ever been. So we have numerous orders, and instead of pinpointing one today, I just want to talk to you that if, if you're an AP, AR clerk, more entry-level accountant, or fresh new grad, all the way up to your controller CFO-level title, we have a job for you right now. Now, do all the location and compensation lineup? We'll have to discuss that. But if you're an accountant, whether you're testing the market aggressively or even passively, there's something we can discuss. So reach out to me right now. It's unbelievably uh, awesome right now. So yeah. I'm excited. I would have to agree. I mean, on the ops, or ops, HR, and sales side of things, uh, you know, we're busy too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the accounting and finance team, they're firing on all cylinders, but we're right behind them. Um, I've got a production director role I'm working on in Warrensburg. Yep. Um, got to have several years of leadership running a manufacturing plant and knowledge of like production processes, lean, six sigma, five uh, S, whatever it is. Um, we need people for that. Uh, we also have some sales roles available um, that are a little bit more blue collar mm-hmm. focused, as well mm-hmm. as a number of like account management uh, positions with insurance firms. So. If uh, you have PNC, you know, benefits, whatever it is, uh, let us know. We got a place for you. Um, but those are your positions of the week brought to you by Chief of Staff, Kansas City. Um, yeah. Lucas. Yeah. Well, even though we came up one short or one loss short of our goal to, to run it back, I still am happy that we ran it back to the point that we needed to, right? You know, we still had an incredibly successful season. Uh, we went 14 and 2 on the regular season and successfully defended our 2019 AFC Championship. Brought that trophy back home for the Hunt family, um, you know. But as we've digested these last few weeks, and as we we look back on the season, Emerson, you know, what were your top three moments um, from 2020? Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, well, I think my top moment was Chad Henney leading us to a playoff W over yeah. the Browns after uh, Mahomes went down. Um, you know. I think all of Kansas City uh, collectively lost their breath there for a second <laughs> after that uh, that terrible fourth and one option yeah. call. Um, I, I think Andy learned from that. I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to put Pat in any of those positions moving forward mm-hmm. again. Um, you know that quarterback sneak with a dislocated kneecap mm-hmm. and then the, the option play where, yeah, that, that looked bad. But um, Chad came back. He came yep. in. He stepped in. He's a big snow game guy as well. Yes, um, yes he kept, is. And 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 really um, capped off an awesome win against the Browns. So that was a highlight. Anything um, is possible. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then I think uh, the Week Twelve domination of the Bucks, even though they got the, yep. the last laugh, I think that was an awesome game to watch. Tyreek Hill just go 
bananas in that, that first quarter. Yeah. Uh, and then last one is just more of a personal one. I uh, we actually got to go to the game together, the Panthers yeah, game. It was a hell of a game to actually see because it went down in the final second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was that was a really <laughs> and like just overall like. Um, you know, just the Chiefs organization and their ability to, to kind of get through the year with the COVID stuff. But yeah. being able to actually experience a game and be able to yeah. tell my kids, like, hey, I went to a game, yep. uh, you know, during the COVID year and everything, I still got to go. So That was the last yeah. game uh, Christian McCaffrey scored points for my fantasy yeah. team was the day we were there because I think he got injured in, like, the fourth yeah, quarter he went or off, something. he went off, though. Oh, man, he did. But yeah, what about no, you, though? <sighs> top three moments. So, you know, my first one, I kind of alluded to it already, but fulfilling that run it back mantra or slogan, whatever you want to call it, I, you got to hang your hat there to the team still. They said they were going to run it back and meaning to the Super Bowl. They did just that. Obviously, we didn't get the W that we you know, mentioned, but man, we are so blessed as Chiefs fans that we even get that opportunity to go back to back, you know, and have yeah. a chance at it. I mean, we could be a, a fan of the Jets. Yeah. So I haven't sorry, been there Jets in 50 guys, years before. And yeah, so I know it's gotta, a, gotta take your licks, but two, two in a row with the opportunity to continue to get back for three, four, five years to come. Mm. I think this window is going to be a very exciting time. So that's one of my top moments. Um, just being able to get there. Travis Kelsey's epic season. I mean, truly reaching goat status yep. would be, or, or itching at it or, or climbing towards it, I think would be the second best moment of the season. You yeah. truly, like we've seen him as Chiefs fans, just continue to develop from the very first time he got, mm -hmm. you know, drafted to where he's at now. And then the evolution of yep. who he is as a person on and off the field. His ability um, to stay healthy. His ability yeah. to stay healthy, knock on wood. Cause like the very first year he had the knee injury, right? Yeah. Didn't even play yeah. his, his first year. So yeah. uh, in that short period of time uh, or shorter period of time to get to the stats that he's reached, the level of, of just consistent gameplay, I, I think it's just been absolutely phenomenal to watch, especially since we were, uh, you know, um, we had Travis, uh, Travis, we had Tony Gonzalez mm. kind of, uh, Travis filling those footsteps. So we've right. just been lucky at tight end positions. Um, you know, and then my last one, like beating COVID all year, the Kansas city chiefs did a heck of a job, you know, their front office, keeping everybody safe. We didn't have any too like many blunders, like yeah. to where we had a whole team sitting out. We didn't have mm -hmm. a Brown situation. I think Pittsburgh had, you know, multiple people on the list throughout that season. Um, and other teams would just have key players, one or two one-offs that we had to sit out. So I think that would be my top moment as yeah. well. Being the, uh, leading team in the NFL and, and being a, a proud representation of, of who we are in yeah. Kansas City. I, I agree. The Chiefs did a great job doing that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, those are my top three. Cool. Well, as we look forward to what is sure to be an exciting uh, free agency market uh, and, and draft, let's touch on our wish list for the mm -hmm. upcoming offseason and kind of, you know, just sweep 2020 under the rug and, yeah. and, and forget about it altogether. But, um, <laughs> yeah, let's look at where the Chiefs need to improve most for uh, the coming year. Obviously, they learned a lot about mm -hmm. the team uh, through this past year, but – um, we got some upcoming free agents. Um, we got a bunch of room mm -hmm. uh, to grow as a mm -hmm. team. Obviously, you got to protect Mahomes first and foremost if there's anything we learned. It's yep. that. Yep. Um, so let's start with your top three positions in need. Yep. Uh, and then we'll jump into like uh, some draft choices you like and free agents you like, and then we'll wrap things up. Sure. O-line, number one. Yep. I, I think anybody who, who says otherwise, I don't know what season you're watching, what Super Bowl you're watching. You know, Pat was scrambling for his life. So that yeah. is number one need, and, and I think we address that in multiple areas. Um, 
whether that be through the draft, which I guarantee you we touch on that, and then maybe even through some free agent signings. Mm. So that would be number one position in need. Number two, this one can kind of be controversial to some, but I think, you know, going all the way back to drafting Clyde, you know, the rich get richer. We need to maintain that offensive powerhouse. You know, Sammy may be leaving. I don't know, but I say wide receiver. I say we go out and grab somebody um, either in free agency or throughout the draft, continue to progress because people are going to be moving up um, with Sammy potentially yeah. leaving. So we need to keep that core group strong. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, linebacker. You know, I think the linebackers played one of their best games in the Super Bowl, uh, despite the off-field stuff happening with, you know, yeah. you know Reed's son. So I, I think that they played well, but it's still not to the point where, you know, we feel comfortable right. um, guarding any of these quarterbacks coming out of the backfield or running backs yeah. in these you know, wide receiver type of roles. So, yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I mean, I'm pretty similar. I think O-line depth is obviously the first and foremost need that we'll have. But actually, you know, like the, over the last couple of weeks, you've seen a couple updates. So like Mitch Schwartz had back surgery, should be yep. back. Yep. They they say, they think Eric Fisher's timeline is going to get moved up to August to be back, which Fingers is crossed. absolutely bananas to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we get Lucas Nyang back, our third-round mm-hmm. draft pick last year. So, yep. like, I think that um, – we're not going to have to go after a big free agent splash signing there. I, I think if we can, like, you know, I just want depth. You right. know, if we learned anything, right. it's that you need to be depth uh, mm-hmm. deep at that position. Typically we are, but we're going like third and fourth mm-hmm. strings with Lucas Allegretti and like, um, you know, Wisniewski filling right. in for that. So right. like, uh, I think we need depth there. Um, I definitely think we need uh, to get younger in the linebacking core as well. Yep. I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was going to say wide receiver, but I, I I really have always thought that we need a better second tight end. Like okay. Nick Kaiser's not going to cut it. Ricky Seals Jones not going to cut it. We Kelsey's thirty one. Um, yeah, he's. I mean, and the, and the thing is, like our offense grinds to a halt if he if anything happens so we need sure. a, we need a better playmaking tight end so I'll, I'll have some some options to look at but okay. um there's some good free agents out there this year but before we get into free agents uh, walk me through your draft uh options like who are some of your sure. favorite people that you think we could target so i focus just primarily i have three people um first round targets so i would love to land either of these three in that first round i haven't done much research on the second third fourth but these are who i want to see on that first day um Liam Eichenberg is an offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. Notre Dame, they've just had this history of breeding just beast offensive linemen. So I think you can always trust um, someone coming from that organization. And and like you've already previously mentioned with Schwartz and his back being, fingers crossed, better, but it's still questionable in nature with back injuries. And then Fisher, it's Achilles, right? So uh, I'm glad the timetable moved up, but you have to – Oh, ease him back in. Yeah, ease him back in. You know, you kind of have to – prepare for the worst so Liam is a plug-and-play tackle um and so I think that in the first round he'd immediately be able to contribute if needed Lucas Nang hopefully he steps up but Mm -hmm. he's still probably a developmental prospect in a sense so um second would be Tevin Jenkins um offensive tackle um his athleticism limits him to some extent at the next level um I'd say that he could be a starting guard or right tackle uh, at this next level, but left tackle, not at all, um, unfortunately. But I think he could contribute right away and just make that offensive line better. And then third, Kadarius Toney, uh, wide receiver from Florida. He had some off-field issues earlier on in, in his career there um, with that school, but he cleaned it up. And if if the Chiefs are known for anything, mm-hmm. especially from the outside world looking in, they always say we we take troubled players, and but we have the, uh, you know, 
back up to essentially change kind of who they are, develop them, their character skills a little bit more and, and yeah. make them into a better overall um, human. So I think we, we take somebody like that who's obviously been, been dominant this last year. He's got uh, comparisons to like Alvin Kamara when he's got the ball in his hands, even though he's a receiver, but just his agility, his quickness in and out of his roots, uh, out of his routes. And then when he actually can get open underneath, um, we haven't had a true like underneath route runner mm -hmm. like Cooper Cup or, yeah. or you know, um, Marvin Jones or, or somebody like that who just runs these quick short passes and then can turn them into big gains. Tyreek's done that, but he's our number one. So yeah. he's not there to do that anymore. I could see him filling in immediately uh, at that need if we get in the first yeah. round. I got an interesting free agent to talk about that exact point. But okay. uh, Let's hear before it. I get to my free agents, I'll talk about draft choices. Um, shout out to my brother Liam for this pick. Mm. Um, but he's a huge Nick Bolton fan, um, linebacker from Mizzou. Uh, he's only started two years. In the two years he started, he's been an SEC first team All American. So that's right. Uh, the dude can clean up. Very fast linebacker. Um, you know, I was asking him about why he wants to draft him, and Liam was like, you know, I, I feel like we need to have speed at linebacker to make mm -hmm. up for you know maybe a, like a, a porous you know defensive line on the, the rush D, mm -hmm. and um, you know just I, I think people try to attack the Chiefs out of the backfield. Um, on defense and like you saw with Willie Gay signing very athletic yep. linebacker Dorian O'Daniel didn't work out the way we thought he would but yeah. Nick Bolton is a thumper yeah. Um, and I think he'd be an amazing late round first round draft pick, even though he's, pro I think he's projected early second round. Uh, the other one who's around that same area is uh, Jabril Cox out of LSU mm -hmm. senior bowl standout, just an absolutely solid, uh, linebacker. Again, um, he might, I think he would probably be early second round, if not late first. So we'll see where he falls. Um, Nick, I forgot to mention Nick Bolton had that those Patrick Queen comparisons. Nice, uh, if you remember him uh, yeah. uh, from last year at L out of LSU that it went to Baltimore. So, mm -hmm. um, and then finally, I think this one's just kind of funny, but uh, second generation NFL players. Um, there's three different cornerbacks that had dads that played. Uh, Asante <laughs> Samuel Jr. from yeah. FSU is a cornerback. Yeah. Patrick Sertain, uh, the second out of Bama. And then J.C. Horn, his dad was Joe Horn, yeah, um, out of South right. Carolina. They're all really stud cornerbacks in this draft. And I think, um, you know, even though our, our secondary is really young and it's really solid, mm -hmm. um, there's always room to have depth at corner. Um, so I, I think, you know, Brett Beach is a diamond in the rough master when it comes to, to finding late-round talent. I don't know if, they'll, if we'll actually target one of those or not, but I think corner is something that we'll probably address in the draft. And... Beach even came out and said we, we probably won't make a free agent splash shining at wide mm -hmm. receiver. So mm -hmm. I, I think we'll we'll probably address that need as well. Um, just with how much money we've got sure. uh, to work with, I don't think we can go out and pay Allen Robinson seventeen yeah. million bucks. But what, hey, what are your thoughts? What is what's your wish list? I know. Oh I just, yeah. I just... Oh yeah. So I'm still gonna wish. You know, I really hope that we do. Um, you know, because. I think that's part of the exciting, you know, it brings that excitement to the oh, offseason. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. are we going to be the team that lands? I know J.J. Watt was toying with people and their Chiefs fans photoshopping his jersey yeah. and all that stuff for us. We don't have the money there, but I'm going to wish. So, Allen Robinson, like you've already mentioned, dude's been dragged down by the Bears for years. I don't think we have the money, but if Brett Veach can do anything that Brett Veach has done in the past, is he's a wizard with the cap. So, mm -hmm. we'll see what happens there. Um, two others, though, that, that could probably be more likely. Um you know, Kenny Galladay and or Will Fuller, um, both guys, Kenny Galladay was hurting with that hip, you know, all last year, Marvin mm -hmm. Jones had to step up in his place, 
you know, if he wants to get with a contender that's going to be in the playoffs, the Chiefs, you know, are a team to do so. And, and who doesn't want to go play with Patrick Mahomes? So that mm -hmm. is the one thing that I could see receivers taking more of a lateral or, yeah. or maybe just structuring their deal a little bit differently to have that opportunity to play with Mahomes. That's one of the good things we have going for us. Um, Will Fuller, obviously he was suspended for the Peds, mm. um, you know, but he's 27 years old and his prime, similar to Galladay and, and you know, years there. Uh, he's a deep threat for sure. Deep threat. Yeah. Watson's done well with him. You know, nothing against DeMarcus or, or Pringle or some of these other guys who are going to step up in the absence of Watkins. But I think you bring in somebody with, you know, six, seven years yeah. in the league. You're going to well, be hell, Pringle's right that age, too. He is. It's crazy. He you hasn't know? had the, um, the chance, yeah, right? Yeah, that's 100%. So, uh, unfortunately. I, I've heard a lot of talk about giving, giving those wide receiver guys another shot at it. But, sure. again, you don't gamble. When you have the best quarterback this, this league's ever seen, mm -hmm. um, talent-wise, right. you got to put as much talent around him as you can. Yes. So, I, I mean, I, could we get by with the wide receiver core we have? Yes. Do we want to? Probably not. Um, sure. I, I think we need to put more talent around him. Reliable talent, not like mm -hmm. Sammy that's really talented but is on the field half the season. So Yep, unfortunate. Yeah. What about uh what about your wish list? Any yeah, guys? so I mean I went I have a couple wide receivers I like, uh, along with a cornerback and then I'll talk yeah, I'll just go through them. So Corey Davis, I don't really think we're gonna end up having a chance to sign him. I think the the Titans will retain him. Right. Um, but I think he would be a great possession receiver. Okay. A bigger guy. Mm -hmm. It's not like any other receivers we have. Mm -hmm. But you were talking about those underneath routes. Yeah. And like maybe like a smaller I I really enjoyed watching Curtis Samuel play last year for yes. the Panthers. Yeah, he did well. Uh, he had eight hundred and fifty receiving yards mm -hmm. and two hundred rush yards too. Mm -hmm. So like remember what Tyreek was his rookie year? Mm -hmm. That's what Curtis Samuel is, and I think he would fit in really well in that slot role. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and like again, he's fast as hell too. So he would fit in with the Legion of Zoom. Um, one other name that comes up um, before I get into my last thing is Patrick Peterson. This name comes up every freaking offseason oh, with yeah. Chiefs fans. Every but year. he's a he's a free agent. Yeah. He's one of those older guys. He's like 30, 31, yeah. um, kind of twilight of his career with his position at least. Um, he might take a deal to uh, compete. I mean, he's been with the Cardinals mm -hmm. his whole career, never played an mm -hmm. NFC championship, like never gotten to that next level, I, I don't think. We tried recruiting um, him hard last year. Right. And Matt, so Matt, Matthew, if we can get him for like a one-year, maybe mm -hmm. $7, 8000000 million dollar deal mm -hmm. rather than like the two for 10 or mm -hmm. I, I think two for 20 that he's like his market's at right now, we'll see if he'll take a deal. But I think that could be some great veteran leadership in the cornerback room. Whether or not we resign Breland's one thing or another. Um, so I think there might be an opportunity there. And then the last thing I wanted to mention um, was around Travis. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously we were, we were talking about that, but there's some really good um, tight ends out in the market right now. Like Zach Rudolph just got cut by the yep. Vikings. Yep. Tyler Eifert has always mm -hmm. been a good one. Jared Cook of the, the Saints. And then um, Jordan Reed as well, who's been, his deal, dealt with injuries, but he's still sure. talented. We just need, I think we need a more reliable second option. We, um, we signed like Evan Bayless to the practice squad. He's been kind of like all over the place. He's my buddy's friend. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he could provide depth like Kaiser did or Ricky mm -hmm. Seals Jones. But like, I remember like every time Kaiser was on the field, I'm like, oh shoot, what is he going to do? <laughs> like, he's going to like, and, well, and same imagine, thing with freaking Ben Neiman. Yeah. Too, like, yeah. Um, imagine a two tight end set. You know, to help with the offensive line issues, right? Yeah. But then having the, the secondary uh, tight end, you know, get open, right? Yeah. So, you know, Reed would dial something up nice. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of like that idea now that we're yeah. talking about it. So, that would be fun. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, it's got like Brett Beach, you know, and Beach we trust. Mm -hmm. I mean, the dude is just a wizard when it comes to the cap and just finding really good talent. His draft choices are eh, a little shaky, but undrafted free agents, those diamonds in the rough, and his free agent signings manipulating the cap. 
is phenomenal wizard at. So I'm excited to see him get mm-hmm. to action. You know, this is where he shines. Um, so we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I mean, that does it for season one of Talking Chop, wow. man. Yeah. Hell of a year. Justin, thank you so much for being with us all year. You're the, the man. goat. I uh, appreciate the Let It Fly guys for having us yeah. um, and hosting us. I can't mm-hmm. wait to. Uh, to do some off-season content as well. Oh, yeah. I, you know, this is a wrap of the season, but we'll, we'll probably do a couple of things here or there throughout the season, um, mm-hmm. whether that's draft, free agent recaps, mm-hmm. you know, training camp preview, whatever it is. Um, we'll see you over the summer at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but thanks for following us along all year. It's been a it's been a hell of a ride. Honestly, like never really realized we'd yeah. you know have the mayor on by the end of the year that was and a blast. Like, get some of the people we did. But thank you to all the guests as well. If you're watching yeah. this, you know if if you have ever thought about wanting to have a platform as well, you know reach out to us on LinkedIn. Reach out to us on our socials. Uh, we're excited to keep this thing yeah. uh, moving forward. But again, from my side, thank you uh, for all who watch and tune in. Yeah, well, I mean, it was an awesome season. We went 14 and mm-hmm. two. Obviously, one win short of the goal, but mm-hmm. I mean, just a hell of a time to be a Chiefs fan, and uh, got to be thankful for what we got. But yep, great season, great, uh, great series of the podcast as well. Um, but we'll catch you all next time. And as always, go, go Chiefs. Chiefs.